0: Kyle Krabs here host of locked on NFL scouting join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft check out the locked on NFL scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts a look at the path to victory for the Miami Dolphins in week 17 with their AFC heavyweight showdown against the Baltimore Ravens looming on Sunday
1: are locked on dolphins your daily Miami Dolphins podcast? Part of the locked on podcast network. Your team every day.
0: All right, Miami. Welcome to another episode of locked on dolphins. It's your team every day here on the locked on network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of locked on dolphins, co host of locked on NFL scouting. Find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers because it is your team every day. We don't just say it, we live it. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash NFL. To post your job for free, terms and conditions do apply. It's Friday on the show which means Mike McDaniel just had his Friday presser in which he typically reveals any player who is confirmed to be out. We got some news on that front. Uh, We're getting some news from the Baltimore Ravens front as far as their practice and availability. And it really I put off doing the show. I was prepared from a film perspective to do this show last night slash this morning. But I wanted to wait and kind of get a feel for uh, player availability who's going to go, who's not going to go, or at least get a little bit of a better sense up until 90 minutes before kick when we get the official inactives list for each team. Miami has a lot to play for, obviously. We did a crossover Thursday yesterday with Kevin Ostriker of Locked On Ravens, and uh, I, I, my sense of this game coming out of the crossover and then doing more film on Baltimore, Baltimore for myself to do this show It's very similar to last week. I think this is a score where 24 points probably wins you the game. So what is the pathway to getting there? Obviously, there's a lot of defensive metrics for both teams that are very strong, especially for Baltimore for their full season and Miami post uh, week nine or week eight when Jalen Ramsey returned. Uh, they're, they're high-ranking offenses in each regard as well. But just looking at the matchups, looking at the style of play, I think this is another nail biter similar to what we had last week, where the Dolphins were able to execute late and win the game. I would not be surprised if they're going to be in position to do the same against Baltimore this week on the road. The question is, how do you do that? How do you achieve that? And the first thing is, you need to know who's going. And Mike McDaniel, in his Friday press availability, confirmed that Jalen Waddle will be out against the Ravens. So that's a bit of a gut punch. But at the same time, I think from an offensive approach, uh, I think there's ways where, Miami can live with this, particularly if some of the guys on Baltimore side of the ball defensively are unable to go as well. So uh, Miami, Jalen Waddle confirmed out. Robert Hunt will work again today. That is a to-be-determined. If it's not this week, it seems like it'll be next week for Miami, which will be a nice boost either way. Uh, Raheem Mostert has been confirmed good to go uh, by Mike McDaniel and several others throughout the course of the week. No issues with Devon Achan. Robbie Chosen is in the final stage of concussion protocol. According to Mike McDaniel, they seem optimistic that will happen. Uh, Javon Holland, this one was the interesting one for me. Uh, Mike McDaniel was asked about Javon Holland, and the first phrase or the first adjective out of his mouth was very. And then he caught himself, and he corrected himself, and said optimistic for Javon this week. But if your first instinct is to say very optimistic, and Javon has got work all three days of practice, Makes you feel like this is the week where it's going to happen for Javon Holland. I certainly hope so. The Dolphins will really need him, and we'll talk about that when we get into the defensive strategy that Miami, in my eyes, can take for their path to victory in this game against Baltimore. So uh, non-participants at yesterday's practice, there were only two that are on the 53-man roster. It's Raheem Mostert and Jalen Waddle. One of those is confirmed out. The other one is a confirmed go. Your limited participants included Devon Achan. No issues there. Tron Armstead, no issues there. Robbie Chosen. We'll see. Sounds optimistic. Lester Cotton was full on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. Don't anticipate anything there. Lee Micah limited both days. He's been playing through something. Tyreek Hill, limited on Thursday, did not participate on Friday. He played last week, no issues there. Javon Holland, we covered. Xavier Howard, limited participant both days. Uh, Tua Tangevaloa, I guess, is the other one we should acknowledge uh, as well. And Tua... Mike McDaniel was asked when the injury against Dallas happened. He's on the injury report for a quad and he's on the injury report for a left thumb. And I thought it was interesting. Mike said the thumb injury happened in the first quarter against Dallas and he played the whole game with it. Mike did not know that there was anything that had happened. He said he had hit his thumb on an opposing player's helmet in the first quarter of the game. Played the whole game with it. Mike McDaniel didn't know there was an issue until the following day when Tua got some treatment on it. And he's practiced. He's been throwing uh, two as a go. There's no concerns there, but I do think it is just a little interesting. If you put it through the lens of two, it did have some uncharacteristic wide misses in that game. Um, did it spring on him a couple of times throughout the course of the game? Hard to say, but what we do know is he's fine. He's got treatment this week. He will play against Baltimore from the Ravens side of things. we to make sure I get this right. And this information Comes courtesy of Jeff Zerbiak, who's on the Ravens' beat. Zay Flowers, calf, back practicing for the Ravens on Friday. He did not participate with a calf injury on Wednesday and Thursday. Flowers is kind of the engine that makes the offense go at the receiver position. Obviously, Lamar Jackson and his vital role uh, speaks for itself. He's the team's leading rusher and obviously the team's quarterback, so he's passing them all over the field as well. Flowers has kind of evolved into the go-to guy. So that's a big get back for Baltimore, but not practicing on Friday. Some interesting names, including Odell Beckham Jr. And Beckham Jr. was not on the injury report through Thursday. So that's a new addition. Uh, That may be a personal issue. We don't have that information as I'm recording this right now. Delshawn Phillips with a shoulder, and he has been inactive all week or as of Thursday and Friday, so that does not seem like it's trending well for Delshawn Phillips to be able as a depth linebacker. Jalen Amor Davis is in concussion protocol, but here's where it gets big. Two more players in the secondary. Kyle Hamilton did not practice on Friday. He did not practice on Wednesday. It was an estimated walkthrough. He was a limited participant on Thursday. Reports were he was not moving around well, and then he did not practice on Friday. That is a critical element, that's why I'm glad I held doing this show. Because if Kyle Hamilton does not go, that is uh, a major piece of Baltimore's schematic flexibility defensively and all the things that they're able to do, and some of the ways that Miami has won this season. So that's a big storyline. And then the other one is Brandon Stevens. And Brandon Stevens had an ankle uh, that popped up on Thursday. He was not on the injury report on Wednesday, did not participate on Thursday, and then did not participate again on Friday. He's an athletic, he's probably their most athletic corner. So you have their most athletic corner and their all-world hybrid defensive player. These are some big issues that Baltimore is suddenly dealing with in their secondary. In addition to Zay Flowers being banged up, and for whatever reason, Odell Beckham Jr., and that may or may not be injury-related, we'll wait and see what comes out. But I don't have it as at the time of recording, and I don't want to make you guys wait anymore for the show. So we're working through it now. Uh, but we're going to shift gears, I, I would say, from an injury perspective. If you're going to lose Jalen Waddle, getting Austin Jackson, Javon Holland, potentially Robert Hunt back in the fray for you uh, certainly helps to offset the sting of losing Jalen Waddle. But then if you pair that with the injuries to Stevens and Hamilton and the Ravens secondary, I certainly think that opens the door for Miami to be a little bit more of what they've traditionally been all season because if they if those players play i think you do have to play a little bit of a different mentality than what much of your season has looked like offensively for the dolphins we'll talk about that next here on this episode of locked on dolphins so stick with us These days, every potential hire feels like a high-stakes wager for you and your small business. You want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview in your interview process, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. This is not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion, with a B, professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses report getting a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats, they may not have the time and resources they'd ideally like to for hiring. And thankfully with LinkedIn, the hiring process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They've even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and more streamlined than before. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So let's talk Dolphins offense versus Ravens defense. And I'm going to say the best for last because I have a lot of thoughts on how you play Lamar Jackson with your Dolphins defense. But offensively, if Kyle Hamilton can't go, here's where Kyle Hamilton makes such an impact on Baltimore. He impacts your pressure packages because he's versatile. He can play zone. He can play linebacker. He can play in the nickel and he can rush. So you have other players you're probably going to have to tap into. If Kyle Hamilton doesn't play, you're going to have to tap into more players. It's not just one player going to step in and be that guy, right? So when they want to pressure, they're going to be compromised either with who is stepping into the coverage responsibility for how they call their pressures, because they're very aggressive and they play a lot of zone. So you got to have reactive anticipation, and that's where Kyle Hamilton really shines. He's not just a freak athlete who's super rare size and stature for the position uh, who runs well. He is a freak athlete with elite football IQ and anticipation. That player being off the field in pressure situations or in base, if, if the the dolphins are going to run 21 personnel with two backs on the field, or they're going to run 11 personnel, right? And, and Miami loves 21 personnel, with a fullback on the field on first and 10. Hamilton, you can play nickel if you're Baltimore and have Hamilton be low, and then you have two safety still in Marcus Williams and Geno Stone who can play on the back end behind that if they want to play two high safety shells, and you're not compromising your ability to play the run because of how good Hamilton is. Miami has, all season long, won with outside run, with outside zone, and crack toss. And crack toss works when your wide receivers are able to get down and seal the edge of the line of scrimmage. And then you have skill players who are either, if there's more than one eligible to the run strength, collapsing down on the nickel. Now you're forcing a corner to tackle from depth, or they're bringing a skill player from the backside as kind of a sift or a lead to try to pick up some of that extra action as well. Hamilton is the kind of player who has the. Explosiveness of Hassan Reddick. You remember the Dolphins tried to run some of this crack toss stuff against the Eagles, and their outside run game didn't work because Durham Smythe is trying to fit on Hassan Reddick, and he can't get there because he's too fast. Hamilton's the same challenge for you. But then you think about how it went against Kansas City, and a lot of their outside run didn't work because the uh, the receivers that were cracking down struggled with the size and physicality of the guys on the edge for Kansas City. Hamilton, with his length, presents that same challenge. He's very difficult to block with skilled players. So if Hamilton doesn't go, that opens the door for more outside run game, particularly if you're able to use the motions that Mike McDaniel uses so well to test the play diagnosis of these fast and raging linebackers. It's going to force Baltimore's linebackers and their studs, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, to play it a little slower. Or if they don't play it a little slower and they fly with the motion, then you should get your leverage on the outside where you're looking for. it. If the Ravens then choose and turn their counters to slow play those linebackers, then what you can end up doing is you can start challenging throws between the numbers and the hashes if those guys aren't going to be able to get out there. So you're going to play, play action past that and rip those seam shots that Miami likes to throw. So this is the chess match of it all, right? With Hamilton gone, assuming Hamilton's gone, and we'll talk about if he's not gone, if Hamilton's out, it opens you up to be the bread and butter of what you are, and I think you can challenge Baltimore as a result. You just have to establish outside run, with misdirection and get a feel for, are they going to fly with the motion or are they going to slow play it? If they're going to slow play it, I think there's passing game counters you can work off of that. If Hamilton plays, assuming he's himself, I think this is a game that Miami has to feel a little bit more like uh, the second Jets game plan. And people looked at that heat map and it was a lot of perimeter screens, a lot of quick throws. You picked and choo- chose your spots on just a handful of occasions to work the ball with max protection play action, play action passing down the field. If you try to isolate in a two or three or four and get the right call and you execute at a high level, you can hit your explosives that way. But I'm not coming out here swinging for the fences against this defense because the aggressiveness, they are so disciplined and so instinctual with the back end that they will cover the grass, right? And they don't take the bait. They don't take the cheese. You have to prompt them to uh, kind of cheat, 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 cheat for you to hit explosives with consistency against them. Or you have to make them miss tackles. And I know San Francisco got a bunch of explosive plays against them with the tight end and George Kittle. Dolphins don't have that kind of player on the roster. And I know Brandon Ayo cut some run after catch, and I think Tyreek Hill can do that. But if you're constantly pedaling the middle, if you're constantly aggressive and pushing in tight windows, it, this to me has to be a little bit more of a rhythmic uh six here, eight here. Well, don't go looking, don't go hunting for 25 yard a pop. I think that's a recipe for playing into what Baltimore wants you to do offensively. As far as the execution up front, um the, the interior is gonna have their hands full because the Ravens have a, a really, really good group. Uh, the front seven is fast. They're explosive. Week uh, is a big-time challenge for the interior group. I, I think you probably see Miami, again, try to run some spacing concepts and traditional West Coast timing. That's a lot of three-step and one-step shuffle out of the gun. And then you jab, 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 and then you can hunt for the cross and pick a spot or have an alert where you have it on and say, "Hey, they finally gave us this with this leverage and this safety rotation. Let's take the shot. We're going to learn it at the line of scrimmage. Leave yourself open to do it, but don't, don't force it. You have to take profits against this defense because when Baltimore thrives, when Baltimore blows teams out, it's because they're plus two and plus three and plus four in the turnover differential. Don't give them that. And Miami's been very good at that offensively this month. One turnover in the last four games." Unfortunately, that one turnover cost you the Tennessee game because you turned the ball over on the two-yard line and took points off the board, and you lost by point. We'll talk a little bit more about the defense coming up next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. I got a lot of thoughts on how the Dolphins can and should defend Lamar Jackson. That's next, so stick with us. The weather may be cooling off, but the deals are still quite hot over at FanDuel. FanDuel uh, is my preferred spot to get in on all of my NFL action. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. It's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. They have a slew of betting options, including the money line, player props, spreads, team totals, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off your your NFL postseason FanDuel official partner of the NFL. And I don't know about you, uh, but there's just one thing I hate. It's rooting for the Dolphins on an empty stomach, and that's why I'm glad that DoorDash has my back, whether I'm getting ready for a tailgate down at the Rock or if I'm home-gating from home with some friends or by myself. DoorDash has all of your favorite local retail, all of your favorite local restaurants. One of my personal favorites here in my area, Green Turtle, they got, Absolutely banging wings uh, that I get on game day because nothing goes better with football and Dolphins dubs like some wings. So when we check into Club Dub, we have appropriate catering for the event, courtesy of DoorDash. So If the game just went to timeout, it's time for you to go to DoorDash. And if it's halftime, that is ordering time. You get 50% off, up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your order. First order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, subject to change and terms do apply. So defending Baltimore. Um, easier said than done. <laughs> this is a really impressive offensive outfit. Uh, there is a lot of explosiveness uh, they've done well with Todd Monken, the offensive coordinator, in totally revamping the passing game. You see this nice blend of college concepts with traditional pro style with maximizing Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson, obviously 2019 NFL MVP, a dual threat passer who has every bit of the ability to make you wrong even when you're right. And I think that's where Miami has to lean into some elements of of their own respective team. The one thing that I would not do a lot of against this team is play man coverage, you can play zone match if you want to. And you understand that that, that's going to result in some guys that are turning their backs to the quarterback and and matching. Um, But I don't want to play a lot of man coverage against this team because if Lamar Jackson breaks contain, that's how he broke the back of the 49ers on more than one occasion was he got outside the pocket and guys had their backs turned because they're playing man coverage. The other foil here, uh, the other game that I watched intently was the Chargers game because, you know, before Brandon Staley gets fired, you know, Staley is off of the Fangio tree and they run some similar stuff. And they held the Ravens at 20 points. I was surprised how much the Ravens rushed or uh, how much the uh, Chargers rushed five and how much man coverage they played uh, against Baltimore. And there were some times where it bit them, uh, particularly the, the, the end of first half possession. Baltimore. So if I'm Miami, I'm rushing four, but I'm simulating, simulated pressuring Lamar Jackson quite a bit because I'm trying to manufacture, uh, either free runners or I'm trying to get isolated on their backs and tight ends without Mark Andrews, their tight ends in pass protection and their backs are not overly efficient players. So what is a simulated pressure? A simulated pressure is when you rush four, but one of your four rushers is a non-traditional pass rush player. And this is where I think the value of Andrew Van Ginkle comes into play because whether he's going to move around or whether he's going to play on the edge, because he can play stack linebacker and he can play those underneath zones, I would quite frequently be dropping Van Ginkle out and I would be firing Duke Riley and David Long from depth in interior gaps. Why would I do that? Because I want to keep seven players in coverage to try to space the field effectively so I can have some guys who have eyes in the backfield at all times. And then if I want Lamar Jackson to get off his spot and move, I want him to give ground and go back. You don't want to let him get momentum forward into the line of scrimmage because that's when he'll tear you to shreds. So I want to get him moving side to side and back if he has to bail out of the pocket and the best way to do that is to get a free runner or somebody who's defeating the block of a running back in an interior gap in his face and force him to feel it. Right? So that's how I want to try to rush. And if I'm just going to traditionally rush 4 I'm probably going to cage rush him, which means my guys on the outside, I'm going to try to get good interior pressure and push. Maybe I'll run a lot of twists, uh, try and pick a guy off and get somebody to rub off and come clean. But my guys on the outside, uh, I'm not too overly aggressive to overrun him and get behind him. There's no place that's less useful on the football field to defend Lamar Jackson than being a pass rusher who has been run past him in the pocket. Get up to his his back upfield shoulder and then be prepared to trace and redraw back up towards the line of scrimmage because he has the uh, opportunity to flush and step up in the pocket and then try to get out the B gap. If you overrun it. So what you absolutely cannot do is let him get free runs out in the secondary. I do think that the pass catchers for Baltimore, they're mismatched players that are going to be a challenge. Zay flowers from an athleticism standpoint, assuming he can go with the calf injury is the player who's a little bit of a do it all guy. They get him a lot of scheme touches. Baltimore is very RPO and screen RSO run screen option, heavy, Passing attack, they utilize Lamar Jackson's uh, elasticity of his arm quite a bit as far as throwing from different angles, uh, his ball handling skills, be able to stick the ball in the running back's belly, and then he'll pull out and he'll threaten you with his athleticism, and then he'll shoot a ball out into the flat because everybody sucked in on Lamar. Flowers is, is one to key on, and then the other one is Isaiah Likely, uh, who is kind of the backup option to, to Mark Andrews, who's of course out with an injury right now. Uh, likely is a size, speed, height, weight, speed, mismatch type player that the safeties are going to have to be on their P's and Q's for. But how I'm choosing to defend everything, if I'm the Dolphins secondary, is I'm going to play a little soft, and I'm going to force you to do the same thing that I was just saying I think the Dolphins should do against Baltimore, because I think Miami can do it at a higher level than what Baltimore can. If you're going to take eight-yard completions, six-yard completions, traditional West Coast timing drop back. If Lamar's in rhythm with the first and second progression, he's pretty sharp. But there are times where he does get a little high in the pocket on his toes, and there are times when he has to push the ball with velocity outside the numbers where he will kind of spin it a little bit too much on just his arm, and he'll miss those throws. So force him cage, rush him, keep him in the pocket, work all the way through his progressions. I think the Dolphins can do that at a higher level than what Baltimore can. I think that's the advantage you're hunting for in the passing game. And then I'm going to have my guys, I want my guys to to tackle. And that's why the return of Javon Holland would be so huge for this defense because obviously Deshaun Elliott's a, a great tackling safety. Brandon Jones in the box is a good tackling safety, but in space, Thought he took a bad angle on the touchdown catches and run that CeeDee Lamb had against Dallas. There's been some instances in coverage where the initial angle's not quite there or the juice isn't quite there. I want all hands on deck to rally and tackle from depth and force them to take profits as well. Because if I think if, if both teams are resided to doing that, I think Miami boosts their opportunities to win the football game. And the last thing I would say is the the other reason why I'm playing from depth is I think Lamar has four or five. It's either four or five completions beyond 20 air yards downfield since week 8. They are not a big-time drop-back-and-toss-it-down-the-field type of attack right now. Now, they also are capable of working a lot of the short and intermediate stuff, but some of this is off-structure. And again, some of this is RPO and run screen option where they are just keying leverage up front, taking completions, and then they're asking their athletes to be mismatched players in space. Are the Dolphins up for the challenge? We'll find out. But I want seven in coverage. I don't want to play a lot of man. I want to simulate a pressure room and bring guys from the second level to try and turn guys loose on their backs and tight ends in protection. I don't want to cage Rushman from traditional dropping and rushing traditional four and force him to work through his progressions and methodically 10, 12 plays work their way down the field. And that's the pathway in my mind for beating the Ravens. We'll see if they can do it. I will be back after the game to go over everything that happens on Sunday in Baltimore. So make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I appreciate you guys checking the show. I'm out of here. Peace.